Welcome to Zichud Avsi Manu Memarei Ram Goldai and Tehim Masechus Yuma Daf Lamed Gimel. The third parak Armalahem Amamuna. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, this stuff discusses the order of the daily morning service. Abai Masadim Arachim Shmeid the Gemara Valriba the Abishalwa. Abai listed the order of the daily Mizbeach service based on the tradition that was received by the students in yeshiva and in accordance with Abba Shaul. Marachas Gadol Kodemus Marachashnia, the main large Maracha, precedes the secondary Maracha for the Katoras. The Gemara brings up rice with the source for each Maracha and suggests that perhaps the order should be reversed and the Maracha for the Katoras should come first. When the Gemara answers that it's logical that the Maracha Gadol should come first, she can comparas the for a lot of Kaparas achieved on it, meaning all offerings of brawn on it except for the Katoras, the Gemara counters that perhaps the Maracha Shnia should come first, she can machnis him for they take coals from it into the Kosh to this, the Gemara answers that in addition to achieving Kippur more often, if wood from the Marachashni was not found, then coals from the Marachagadola would be brought. Point number two, Abai's list states, The separating the ash from the inner altar precedes the cleaning of the five lamps of the menorah. Rav said that the reason is in accordance with Reish Lakish, who said, We do not pass over an opportunity to perform mitzvahs, and when a Kong goes into the Heichel, he encounters the Mizbech HaPnimi first. Rav said that we derive from the ruling of Rishlakish of Ein Mavirin Oha Mitzvahs, Aboi Dara Asr, that bypassing the armed villain for the head villain is Asr. Rashi explains, because a person's hand reaches the opposite arm before it reaches the head, one should not delay in putting on the armed villain on account of the head villain, even though the head villain have more Kedusha. Therefore, the way to put them on is Midra Utotefta, from the arm and then to the head. Tosos disagrees with Rashi's understanding, since the order of putting Tefillin on is explicit in the Pasuk, and there is no need for Ejulakish's principle. Rather, he explains the Gemara to be discussing how Tefillin should be returned to the bag. The head Tefillin should be replaced first, so that the next day, one will not have to bypass the head Tefillin when reaching for the armed Tefillin. And point number three, in Abayat's list, the cleaning of the five lamps of the menorah comes before the Zrika of the blood of the Tamid, which comes before the cleaning of the other two lamps. Or Papa suggested to Abai, based on a consideration of Psukim, that the Zrikas Adam of the Tamid should come first since Mechaper Adif, an atoning act has preference. The Gemara answered that this would work according to Rishlakish, who said that the reason that some lamps are clean and then other lamps are clean afterward is Kadegla Hargish Kal Azara Kula in order to arouse the entire Azora. Rush explains this to mean to have extra activity and sounds generated by a new Avoda. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, who holds the reason the cleaning is split, is that the Pusik states the word boker twice, which implies a portion of the cleaning in two mornings, what service would come between the cleanings? Therefore, the blood service of the Tamid comes between the cleanings. So once again, the three points are number one. This stuff discusses the order of the daily morning service. Abai listed the order of the daily Mizbeach service based on the tradition that was received by the students in Yeshiva and in accordance with Abba Shaul. The main large Marachah precedes the secondary Marachah with the Katoras. The Gemara brings a bright with the sources for each Marachah and suggests that perhaps the order should be reversed and the Marachah for the Katoras should come first. When the Gemara answers that it's logical that the Marachah Gadol should come first, Sheken Kaparas Maruba, for a lot of Kaparas achieved on it, meaning all offerings are brought on it except for the Katoras, the Gemara counters that perhaps the Marachah Shnia should come first, Sheken Machnisim Nim, for they take coals from it into the Kosh Kadashim. To this, the Gemara answers that in addition to achieving Kapar more often, if wood for the Marachah Shnia was not found, then coals from the Marachah Gadol would be brought. Point number two, Abai's list states, that separating the ash from the inner altar precedes the cleaning of five lamps of the menorah. Rav said that the reason is in accordance with Rishwakish, who said, 
We do not pass over an opportunity to perform mitzvahs. And when a kong goes into the heichol, he encounters the mizbeach apnimi first. Rav said that we derive from this ruling of Ishlakish of Ein Mavir Na'am Mitzvahs that Ebur Dara Atotefta Aser, that bypassing the arm tone for the head tone is Aser. Rashi explains that because a person's hand reaches the opposite arm before it reaches the head, one should not delay putting on the arm tone on account of the head tone, even though the head tone have more kedusha. Therefore, the way to put them on is Midarat Atotefta from the arm and then to the head. Tosos disagrees with Rashi's understanding, since the order of putting tefillin on is explicit in the Pusik, and there's no need for Reish Lakish's principle. Rather, he explains the Gemara to be discussing how tefillin should be returned to the bag. The head tefillin should be replaced first, so that the next day one will not have to bypass the head tefillin when reaching for the arm tefillin. And point number three, in Abai's list, the cleaning of the five lamps of the menorah comes before the zrika of the blood of the Talmud, which comes before the cleaning of the other two lamps. But Papa suggested to Abai, based on the consideration of Psukim, that the Zrikas Adam of the Tamid should come first, since Mechapar Adif, an atoning act, has preference. The Gemara answered that this would work according to Rishlakish, who said the reason that some lamps are cleaned and then other lamps are cleaned afterward is Kedela Hargish Azar Kula, in order to arouse the entire Azar. Rashi explains this to mean to have extra activity and sounds generated by a new avoda. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, who holds the reason the cleaning is split, is that the Pasuk states the word Boker twice, which implies Chalkei Wishnei Vakarim, a portion of the cleaning in two mornings, what service would come between the cleanings? Therefore, the blood service of the Talmud comes between the cleanings. All right, so now we go to our Simfer Dathalem and Gimel, and our standard simon is a peg-leg pirate, a peg-leg pirate. So here goes. The peg-leg pirate, standing between a big fire and a small fire, insisted his crew put on their black armbands before their black bandanas, and ordered them to clean out the lamps on the boat in two different shifts. Once again, in slow motion. The peg-leg pirate, peg-leg pirate, that must be more on Dathalem Gimel. The peg-leg pirate standing between a big fire and a small fire, which reminds us this stuff discusses the order of the daily morning service. The main large marachah precedes the secondary marachah of the Ketores. The Gemara brings a brisa with the source for each marachah and suggests that perhaps the order should be reversed and the marachah of the Ketores should come first. When the Gemara answers that it's logical that the marachah of should come first, for a lot of kapars achieved on it, meaning all offerings are brought on it, Except for the Gatoras, the Gemara counters that perhaps the Marachishniya should come first, Shechen Machnisim for they take coals from it into the Kashkadashim. To this, the Gemara answers that in addition to achieving Kapar more often, if wood for the Marachishniya was not found, then coals from the Marachagadola would be brought. So the peg leg pirate standing between a big fire and a small fire insisted his crew put on their black armbands before their black bandanas, which reminds us, a Bible states that the Dishon Mizbeach comes before the Atavas Chameshaneros. So Rav has said that the reason is, in accordance with Rishlakish, who said, Ein mavirin all mitzvahs. We do not pass over an opportunity to perform mitzvahs. And when a kong goes into the heichel, he encounters the mizbeach apnimi first. Rav has said that we derive from the swing of Rishlakish of Ein mavirin all mitzvahs, that abur dara atotefta aser, that bypassing the armed villain for the head villain is aser. Rush explains that because a person's hand reaches the opposite arm before it reaches the head, one should not delay putting on the arm phone on account of the head phone, even though the head phone have more kedusha. Therefore, the way to put them on is midrala from the arm and then to the head. Tosos disagrees with the Rashi's understanding, since the order of putting tefillin on is explicit in the Pasuk, and there is no need for Rachel Akish's principle. Rather, he explains the Gemara to be discussing how tefillin should be returned to the bag. The head phone should be replaced first, so that the next day... One will not have to bypass the head fillin when reaching for the armed fillin. So the peg-leg pirate standing between a big fire and a small fire insisted his crew put on their black armbands before their black bandanas and ordered them to clean out the lamps on the boat in two different shifts.
which reminds us, in Abai's list, the cleaning of the five lamps in the menorah comes before the zrika of the blood of the tamid, which comes before the cleaning of the other two lamps. Rav Papa suggested to Abai, based on a consideration of psukim, that the zrika sedam of the tamid should come first, since mechapar adif, an atoning act, has preference. The Gemara answered that this would work according to Rish Lakish, who said that the reason that some lamps are cleaned and then other lamps are cleaned afterward is in order to arouse the entire azar. Rashi explains this means to have an extra activity and sounds generated by a new avoda. But according to Rabbi Yochan, who holds the reason the cleaning is split is that the Pasuk states the word boker twice, which implies a portion of the cleaning in two mornings, what avoda would come between the cleanings. Therefore, the blood service of the tamid comes between the cleanings. So once again, the peg-legged pirate standing between a big fire and a small fire insisted his crew put on their black arms and insisted his crew put on their black armbands before their black mandanas and ordered them to clean out the lamps on the boat in two different shifts. All right, now it's time for four blood back chazara. Dav Chavtes. So the symbol Chavtes is a cot. So here goes. The princess lying on the cot. Cot? That must be more Dav Chavtes. The princess lying on the cot surrounded by meat roasting on broken pieces of cement which reminds us, Rav Nachman made several statements and included a sim for each one. Two of them were, Yehuri Aver Kashume Avera, Vesimanech Recha de Bisra. Thoughts of sin are worse than sin, and the simon is the aroma of roasting meat. Rashi explains that the smell of roasting meat is very disturbing to someone who can't eat it. And the second statement was, Migmar Batikata Kashume Chadusa, Vesimanech Tina Bartina. Relearning old forgotten material is harder than acquiring new knowledge. And the simon is cement made from old cement. While she explains that it's hard to make cement by crumbling and reconstituting an old cement wall than by crumbling fresh dirt. So the princess lying on the cot surrounded by meat, roasting on broken pieces of cement, woke up in the morning. Which reminds us, Ravasi said, Why is Esther compared with the morning? Rashi brings the morning Megillah that Esther said the capital of when she reached the chamber of idols to speak to Achishverosh, to tell you that just as the morning is the end of the entire night, so to the redemption wrought by Esther is the end of all the miracles. When Gemara asks, well, what about the miracle of Hanukkah that occurred after Purim? We meant to say that Purim is the last miracle allowed to be recorded as part of Tanakh. So the princess lying on the cot, surrounded by meat, roasting on broken pieces of cement, woke up in the morning and saw the kamitsa she did at night being burned up as well. Which reminds the Mishnah taught that an animal offering that was shechted at night was invalid and required burning. The father of Rabbi Avin taught a brisa that said, Also the malika of a bird or the kamitsa of a mincha that was performed at night must be burned. The Gemara asks, well, it's understandable that a bird ola that was nipped at night must be burned because it's already been nipped and therefore there's no way to reverse the process. Why should the comets be burned? Let the cone return the flower to the pan containing the rest of the mincha and then take a new comets at daytime. Rabbi Yavin's father explained, A klishar is consecrated an offering, even not at its proper time. Therefore, once the komets was placed in the klishares, even at night, it can no longer be returned to the rest of the mincha. When this teaching is challenged based on the price that teaches that anything offered by day is sanctified by day, but not at night, the Gemara answers that the komets is not sanctified regarding being able to offer it, but it's sanctified enough to become invalid. The Gemara further clarifies that the ton of the price holds, that the time frame of night doesn't render something premature since the night begins the day in Jewish law, whereas Yom Mechusar's month, the time frame of day, does render something premature if it's to be done the following day. Daf Lamed, so the similar Daf Lamed is a Malamed, a Rebbe. So here goes. The very holy Rebbe, holy Rebbe, that must mean Ron Daf Lamed, Malamed. The very holy Rebbe installed a 12 spelt washing station outside the bathroom for his tall meeting to wash their hands. Which reminds us the Mishnah stated the general rule, Anyone in urinates requires sanctification of his hands 
and feet referring to washing from the cure. The Gemara asks, while it's understandable that the feet must be washed, because droplets of urine fall on them, what's the reason one needs to wash his hands? Rabbi Abba said this ruling indicates mitzvah l'shabshev, that there's a abundant mitzvah to rub off any droplets of urine with one's hands. Since the hands become unclean through this, they too must be washed. Rabbi Abba's explanation supports Rabbi Abba's statement that it's forbidden for a person to go out in public with droplets of urine on his feet, because it'll appear like a person with a cup member, and I'll cast aspersions on his children that they're mumzerim. So the very holy Rebbe installed a 12-spout washing station outside the bathroom for his hall meeting to wash their hands, and insisted they bring signed notes that they went to the mikvah before entering class each day, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, no person may enter the Azara to do the Avoda even if he is Tower until he immerses himself in a mikvah. Ben Zoma was asked why Kohen needs to do the Tefillah even if he's Tower, and he answered that regarding the Kohen Gadol Yom Kippur, if one who switches from one holy place in Yom Kippur to another holy place, and from a place of Kar's punishment to another place of Kar's punishment, Tohon Tefillah requires Tefillah, then is it not a call of a Khumr that one who switches on any day, Mechola Kodesh, a non sacred place, meaning his home to a sacred place, the base of Migdash, and from a place where there is no chorus punishment to a place where there is a chorus punishment, should require tefillah? Rabbi Yudi disagreed and said, Srach tefillah, there's only a reminder tefillah, so that one will recall any old tumah that's upon himself and stop from entering the temple. So the very holy Rebbe installed a 12-spout washing station outside the bathroom for his Talmudim to wash their hands, and insisted they bring signed notes that they went to the mikvah before entering class each day, even if one was a Mitzorah, which reminds us. The Gemara sought to reconcile conflicting prices. In the first price, Rabbi Yudah holds that a Mitzvah does not need to do Tevila on the day of his purification because he'd already immersed the previous evening. The second price asks what the purpose was for the Lishkas of Mitzrayim and answers that there the Mitzrayim would immerse themselves before inserting their thumbs and toes into the Azorah. And Rabbi Yudah says that not only would Mitzrayim immerse there, Rather, all people immerse themselves before entering the Azores. This contradicts the first price where Revita states that the Mitzvah is not required to immerse himself on the eighth day. So the Gemara answers that the first price refers to where he immersed the previous day, al das bias Mikdash, for the intended purpose of entering the base of Mikdash. The second price is where he did not, and the Tefillah only purified him from the tomb of Tzeras. And two more answers are given. Daf Lamedov. So the symbol of is related to law. We use a judge. So here goes. The judge. The judge. That must be we're on Daf Lamedov. The judge from Ein Tam who dropped his gavel on the canal that led to the mikvah on the Shahamayim, which reminds the Mishnah Dav Lamed Amadav taught that all the tefillahs of the Kohen Gadol are in the Kodesh, referring to the Azari atop the base of Parva, except for the first one. The Gemara brings a Bryce that teaches that the first field was Bechol, an unsanctified area, Agabi Shahamayim Ubitzad Lishkasuhaisa, atop the water gate, and it was located on the side of the Kohen Gadol's Lishka. Abai said we can deduce from here that Ein Tam is a little more than 23 Amas higher than the floor of the Azari. Rashi explains that Ein Tam is a spring that supplied water via canals to the mikveh used by the Kongado on Yom Kippur. We learned earlier that all the gates of the temple except for the Ulam were 20 Amos high. Since the mikveh on top of the gate was 3 Amos high, it must be that Ein Tam was slightly more than 23 Amos higher than the Azara floor. So the judge from Ein Tam who dropped his gavel on the canal that led to the mikveh on the Sharamayim watched in horror as it sailed down or ripped through the linen sheet, which reminds the mission state of Persu Sadin Shel Boots, they spread a linen sheet between the Kongado and the people when he immersed. The Gemara asks what's unique about a sheet made of linen, and answers that it's in order that the Kongado will realize that the special service of the day is performed with linen begadim. So the judge from Ein Eitam, who dropped his gavel in the canal that led to the mikvah on the Shara Hamayim, watched in horror as it sailed down and ripped through the linen sheet, just as the Kongado finished putting on his big days of hav, and did his first washing. Which reminds the next mission states, the Kongado undressed, descended into the mikveh, immersed, ascended, and dried himself. They brought in the big day Zahav, and he put them on, and he sanctified his hands and his feet. 
A group of Rabbans said in the presence of the Rebbe Rapapa that the mission which does not require two sanctifications for the first immersion does not go according to Rebbe Meir, since he said that the Kongada performs two sanctifications each time he puts on Nubagadim. Rapapa said Rebbe Meir would not require two washings, but has brought explicit proof from a Brisa that states he does require two washings. The Gemara goes on to clarify that according to the Rabbanan, who argue with Rebbe Meir and hold the Kongada only washed once, when donning the big day Zahav for the first time, the tenth washing was performed when he removed his big day Zahav for the last time before he donned his big day Chol. Dafram Abbas, so the similar Abbas, is a mad scientist in a lab. So here goes. The mad scientist, mad scientist, that must mean we're on Dafram Abbas. The mad scientist who attempted to extract the ladle on a pan from behind a curtain as a four-step and a five-step process, which reminds us that Bryce teaches that the Pusik Arn shall come to the Olamod, is coming to teach that Aaron comes only to remove the kaf and the machtav which he had left in the Kashkadashim. But called Parsha Kuhn Nemra al Seder Chutzme Pasik Zev, for the entire Parsha of the Yom Kippur Avod is stated in chronological order except for this Pasik. Rashi explains that the ram offerings of the Kongadal and the people are done prior to the removal of the ladle in the pan, while the Kongadal is dressed in the big day Zahav, but the Pasik lists their service after the removal of the kaf and the machtav. They were asked what the reason is that the ram offerings must intervene between the special Yom Kippur service and the removal of the Kaf and the Machta, and Rav Chisna answers, Gemiri, we have a tradition, which Rashi defines as Halakha Moshe Messinai, the Kongala does five tefillas and ten Kedushim on the day of Yom Kippur, and if we say the Parsha is in order, you'll only find three tefillas and six Kedushim. So the mad scientist who attempted to extract the ladle on a pan from behind a curtain as the fourth step in a five-step process, wash his hands and feet twice and quickly change, which reminds us, Abraisa asks, where do we know that each and every tefill requires two kiddushin? The Torah states, Ufashet v'rachatz v'rachatz v'lavash. He shall remove and wash and wash and he shall wear. Rebbe Shimon says that the kiddushin can be learned from a kavach homer. If in a case where tefill is not required mid all year long to enter the Azorah, ton kiddush, washing is required, but makam shetong tefillah. Then in a case such as Yom Kippur where tefillah is required mid is it not logical that kiddush is also required? He learns that two Kedushim are required from the Hekash of Pshita to Levisha, removing the Begadim to bring them on, just as donning the Begadim requires a Kedush, so to removing the Begadim requires a Kedush. So the mad scientist who attempted to extract a ladle in a pan from behind a curtain as the fourth step in a five-step process, washed his hands and feet twice and quickly changed after his experiment killed the neighbor's cow. Which reminds the mission state that Hevi was a Tamid Kratzo. They brought him the Tamid, he made an incision. The Gemara asked, What is Kratzo? And Ula answered that it's an expression of killing, meaning the Kongado shechted the Tamid. Rav Nakamar Yisak said that Ula based his explanation on the Pasuk, Egel Yafa Fia Mitzrayim, Keretz Mitzafum Ba Va Mitzrayim is a fair heifer, but a Keretz from the north is surely coming. Rav Yosef explained Mitzrayim was a fair kingdom, but murderous peoples from the north came upon her. Yirmiyahu was prophesizing that Baba will conquer Mitzrayim. We see that the word Keretz has the connotation of killing. All right, now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Mesechites. Number one, which stuff do we learn that we put on the Shal Yad before the Shal Rosh because Ein Mavir in all mitzvahs? That's on Duff. Lamed Gimel. Good. Number two, which stuff do you Ben Zuman Rebuta whether a Tawhar immersing before entering the Azara is a Dereisa Chiyuv or just a Srach Tvila? That's on Duff. Lamed. Good number three. Which stuff when a linen sheet was used when the Kongado went to the mikvah to remind them the vote of the day was done in big day boots? That's on Duff. Lamed off. Good number four. Which stuff when according to Rabbi Yochanan, the Dhamma Tamid comes between the declinings of the menorah because the Pusik says to split the service into two mornings? That's on Duff. 
Lamed Gimel. Good, number five. Which stuff do you learn the word Kratzo means killing? That's on Duff. Lamed Beis. Good, number six. Which stuff do you learn that the Mishnah that says the Kongal did one Kiddush at the first Tevila does not go according to Rabbi Meir who says he did two? That's on Duff. Lamed Aleph. Good, number seven. Which stuff do we have a Malchukas on how we know that there are two Kiddushin for every Tevila? That's on Duff. Ahmed Bays. Good number eight. Which stuff do we learn? Relearning forgotten material is like making cement from broken pieces of cement. That's on Duff. Chavtes. Good number nine. Which stuff do we learn that the Avodah, the Maracha Gadol, comes before the Maracha Shnia because Kaparas Maruba. That's on Duff. Ahmed Gimel. Good and number ten. Which stuff do we learn the spring of Ain Etam, which supplied water for the Kong Gadol and Yom Kippur, was a little more than 23 almost higher than the Azara floor. That's on Duff. Lamedov. Excellent. So now it's time for the three bonus questions. Number one. Which of the one in the reading the Parsha the Milulim is Ma'akev? That's on Duff. Hey, Inchkalan. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we have the question My Hanukkah? That's on Duff. Chafalf and Shabbos. Good. And number three. Which stuff do we one two of the seven Havdalas mentioned the Torah that are part of the Havdalah is the Havdalah between Levim and Yisraelim and between Levim and Kohanim? That's on Duff. Kuftal and Psachim. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ramgol Nazir, wishing you a great day and great learning.